Welcome to Wow What A Week, hashtag Polytrix. Our Politico is in the building. He's someone who can provide straight talk as well as straight answers. If he was Transport MMC, he'd answer your questions properly instead of telling you about what champagne he's about. So please give a warm welcome back to Botsang Mudimuame Muilwa. Botsang, welcome back. Uh, thank you, Brother Fresh. Thanks a lot. Actually, contrary to that, I can tell more about champagne than transport being a wine connoisseur in my other life. Well, you are a wine connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So uh, I will fit on both. Well, he's is not going to like this. Eh? In fact, let's pop open the bottles because we have another political party. Uh, former ANC um, Secretary General, yeah. um, expelled ANC member, ANC veteran, um, 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 free state. Um, uh, Long-saving Premier in Chairperson. Absolutely. And part of uh, the Premier League, as it was called at some stage, yes. Ace Mahashule has a brand new political party. Well, they, yeah. Any surprises there? Uh, uh, look, we, we did talk about it when people were speculating he may be joining the EFF, but I, I knew that Ace is, is an old veteran of the ANC. Mm. He would not join the EFF. He will consult, and that's what he reported you know, during the course of this week. I am surprised that he completely actually went for a, a completely new political party. Having uh, have noted that there are some of his comrades who are very close to him, like uh, Karl Nihanos, uh, uh, who had formed Arita, you know, another mm. political party yes. that started as a, a non, you know, a government organization. So it would have made sense to me if the so-called RET forces of the ANC would have teamed up together. Mm. Look, if you expect, there's nothing wrong in him. He's a politician. He must look for a political home. And the political home is not going to was never going to be the Africanist or the mm. EFF, or one of these small mushrooming, uh, you know, uh, parties from the Democratic Alliance, because they were not talking the same language. But it would have made sense, if you were expelled, uh, what's wrong in forming a political party? He's expelled. If I, if I get expelled at work, it does not mean men, I must not stop working anymore. I must yes. do something with my life. Absolutely. And that's what Ace Mahashule has done. But I think they would have sat down and planned very well with Arita. Mm. It's much more closer. They speak the same language. They come from the same bandwagon. It would have made, made much more, even better to even have Ace as more of a face because they are chasing black vote. I know they all claim not to be a racial organization, but they're chasing black color. Color matters. Color matters yeah. in projects in South Africa. So, so that could have that could have been an easy way. But let's go back to what we once spoke about. Mm. That what is the purpose here? The mm. purpose from both the right and the left of South African politics is to collapse the ANC. Mm. Understand? Is that what I call the wild dog approach? Let us chow the ANC piece by piece because it is too gigantic. It's mm. too big. You can bring it completely down. Mm. So all these small parties and breakaways, the intended purpose is to actually chow the NC piece by piece, to weaken it. They will regroup behind the scenes or after the elections. Mm. The DA with its front, they've started before and it's showing the tracks because NC is very smart. If you if you unite before, and ANC has proven historically, if you unite before against the ANC, they will infiltrate you. They'll put money on individuals. They'll buy some individuals. They'll deploy some individuals. They'll put them in diplomatic posts. They'll put them in strategic government positions to dislocate you. Sure. But but I think the strategy of ACE and the other people is to regroup after when there are small ATM 
Arita, what is the new one, ACT, and, and many others that we'll see. You know, Fresh, I, I learned reliably yesterday from an official at the uh, IEC. Mm -hmm. Guess how many names do we have on the next ballot today? Remember, it's not closed yet. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Over 600. 600 names. Yes. Remember now there's individuals oh, yes. who are going to contest as independent candidates. Oh, for presidency. For, 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 the, for even for sitting power. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Right. Yeah. So if you had, you thought the 30 political parties that were in the last election, now you're going to be sitting more than 600 and the number is going up. That's where we are as a nation. How do you think acts will do at the polls? Look, Ace, Ace knows ground politics, and he had to work. Number one, they are launching act all over the country. Mm -hmm. That's one point. Even the gallant EFF did not launch or contest elections of the EFF in every province when they started, mm -hmm. or everywhere. They didn't start like that. That's one. Two, he's got a very strong hold and support in the free state, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. To some extent in KwaZulu-Natal and Houting, which are strongholds of the ANC. So it will, it will have an impact. It will do better than many political parties that are already in existence. You know, this thing is not like who's the oldest and who has been there before. Mm. ATM, for example, came mm. and it found the PAC and Azapo, uh, uh, which are old liberation movements, and it did better than them, you know, on elections. So, so I think it will do much better. And the collapse of COPE, you know, some journalists said COPE is, is gradually dissolving like an aspirin. Uh, uh, and and it's, that's what is happening. So all those people of Coop, remember Coop was funded on anger grounds, yeah. but where they will look for a political home. They're not going to go to the DA and, or, and Action A and uh, yes, fake yes, South yes. Africa. No, no, no. ACT is creating a platform. The disgruntled love company. They, they, exactly. You understand? That's why they call it the political party of the disgruntled ANC. Iran. But I think they will do well. Yeah. As, uh, at the beginning, it's a year to elections. Sure. It's a very short space of time, but we have seen how the EFF was found in 2014 and what they did in 2013. So what do you know what to do and how to do it? And and clearly, if you can have a, a representation in all over the provinces, it means you've got the financial muscle. You need money to can contest elections. Where do you think the money comes from? Look, he has been in government, and he has the longest second premier this country has ever had. Sure. He has been a premier under almost every president that this country has ever had. So he must be having sources and connections. Uh, I don't rule out that they will go for him to say probably the money funding act is the proceeds of the asbestos case that he's facing. Remember, he's also facing, uh, you know, criminal, you know, fraud charges. And and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the ANC led uh, uh, by the Hamapasa faction, they will go for him legally. Mm -hmm. They will go to cause, they will try and distract him. They'll pull a Donald, Donald Trump on him. But we know that case, he does not have strong grounds, in my view, against Ismail Hashimle, the person. Sure. There may have been maladministration and famous and favorite. Yeah, it can't hit him directly. And the minute, now the ANC is also smart. They know it has happened with Jacob Zuma. The minute they are going to go for him legally, it will actually boost him because people will say this is a political motive to stop him. So if they are going to play that game, they must play it very wise. Super cop or super former cop burning in Temeza being a part of ACT, um, is he a liability or is he an asset? Uh, look, he knows the government and, and he knows government processes. 
he was also the head of not just USAPS, but the elite, you know. So he may be having things and aces that he may pull sure. into this whole situation. Uh, but but also, you don't want to start a political party with people who are tainted. I would have not done that. I'm not taking anything from General Nkemeza, mm. but I would have not done it to start a political party with people who are tainted with some allegations who didn't leave office in the proper way and so forth. Uh, uh, I think it will be wise if they are going to an elective conference. They've announced that they are going to an elective conference in October. Uh, some people as influential and powerful like Nkemeza must remain in the leadership of the organization, but they must not be the face of the organization. Mm -hmm. I will keep him in the back seats, but not the face. Another thing, they should be smart. You can't take a bunch of old people, although I've seen a mixture there. Mm -hmm. Young people, colored people, you know, so-called colored people from the Northern Cape, they are the biggest, actually, after the Free State, mm -hmm. you know, in representation. True. And 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 I think he must bring much more young people that can contest Julius, that can contest mm -hmm. uh, uh, young people, you know, that, you know, into that level, you can bring all this. Then you are going to compete with the youngsters. And, and and unfortunately, because the electorate is majority youth, if you want to form a new party that doesn't have a good youth representation, then they can't relate to you. And none of these people are doing that besides the EFF. They, 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 you should bring something that will appeal to the youth. Yes. But look at, at how Kenny Kunen and Katie McKenzie are doing it. <laughs> They bought the young people. Their main focus is in the so-called colored community. Mm. But they are young. Mm. They come from those communities. They are funky. Kenny goes and splash champagnes from his pocket. You see, that's where the killer is. Mm. He goes and funds a government event from his pocket. We know that government events, there'll be wine and champagne and what, what. They, they, will, they will do it anyway. And he says, no, no, this one comes from my pocket. But but again, it's the flavor that appeals to the young people. Yes. Understand? And, mm -hmm. and, and some people use education to win politics. Some use money. Some use votes. Some use fun. Some people, they can have festivals. Julius and, and, and his Jeff people who could sing very well, mm -hmm. like Mwizen in Rosie and, and many others. And there was rallies and parties and festivals. And yet, you, you should remember what happened inside of Jeff music festivals where the Brenda Fasis and the Yvonne Chaka Chakas and others used to play at stadiums, that collapsed mm -hmm. with the evolving of the music industry. EFLs brought that back to have artists playing, and people will go and fill up the stadium, not because they're interested in politics, because an artist is there so to perform. Out. You know, they out. Mm -hmm. And that was a strategy they used to work for them. So I think we need, you know, politicians who can think outside the box at the moment. And, and and we don't have that. So sure. That's what the country is looking to appeal to the youth. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, youth appeal and general political appeal, um, it seems like uh, the DA continued to bleed powerful uh, black leaders and members. Um, Dr. Paul Palaz, a, a former mayor of uh, the city of Johannesburg, uh, saying that she is stepping down as a, uh, a councillor and she's going to be a doctor and focus on that. But often it also means she's actually saying to the party, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, and a lot of us are just waiting for the moment that she says, actually, I'm done with the party. Mm. Do you think that moment will come? Uh, that moment is going to come very soon. Yeah. Uh, sooner than we expect. Sure. And, and I'll tell you why it will come soon. This, this lady, I think she was smart to realize very early that uh -uh, politics they don't need the brainy ones. You must have a little bit of a brain and, and a head to be in there. 
So that's why she quit so quick. But she was smart to say, I've got a career that I was doing very well. I don't know how did I end up in this mess, especially representing a party like the Democratic Alliance, which is historically known to be a lily white male dominated party. Now, now I was just thinking, I'm waiting for the moment where John S. Stenhazen will resign and go and complete his matric, like this one is going back to, to, to his medical practice, then they can create a space. But this is how the DA has been. You know, all the so-called black elite leaders of the DA, that, that were loved, mm. that performed very well, that woman fought in Joburg. She fought for the DA, she fought for the city of Joburg. At some stage, she was talking like a real mayor of a metro, not an ADA deployee. And that's the kind of politicians we need. Mm. But she was one in the wrong party. She had the wrong, the wrong skin tone. And 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 I think in in less than a month, I, I swear, Mpo will resign from the DA. Mm. She's just, you know, finishing the paperwork with the other parties that she'll be moving to. Uh, uh, I've got my suspicion he, he probably is going to move to Action SA or maybe even to Patriotic Alliance. You'll not be surprised. But I don't think she's done and out with politics. I think she will take a back seat because she, she tasted, you know, the the the, the political uh, 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 limelight. And I don't think she'll completely go out. But she's also very brainy, very smart, and she can add value. And she's young, and she can add value sure. into this process. Let's uh, move over to the EFF and uh, the deployees that couldn't arrange buses uh, to get people to the tenth anniversary bash at FNB Stadium. What are your thoughts on that? Is it fair? Is it unfair? Look, it, it, it depends what was the mandate. And I spoke la last night with an, an EFF leader uh, from China. We sat and we had a drink. I'm like, but what happened here? Mm. Uh, one, you know, this reminded me of the famous EFF song led by, by Nzozi. Malema uh, Shapatupa or something like that. Sure. And that's why he was weeping, actually. But uh, uh, there's two faults to this. One, you were given a task, you failed to perform the task, step out. That's how Julius operates. You failed sure. to perform the task. Mm -hmm. When you accepted the task, it means you were saying, I will do this in, the, in this responsibility. Or they could have said, no, we can't from the very beginning. Don't fail. And this is where government is making mistakes. We deploy or employ people. They fail. We give them a chance. They fail. We give them a chance. Then after that, their time is up. So he said that's one element of it. But knowing the EFF and knowing how government processes work, I listened to the leader of the EFF in one of the biggest regions of KZN. Mm. Uh, when he was, he had a full interview and he said he's not even going to contest or challenge the decision. And he explained that his constituency as the leader comes from the poorest people of the, their inmates is the biggest EFF region in mm. KZN. Mm. The constituency is very poor. Mm. They they can't even afford to go to meetings sometimes and yet to dig out of pocket. That's one part. But the most important part, and this is where our politics go wrong, political parties in South Africa, they receive grants mm. from the National Assembly or the IEC mm. that is called a constituency allowance. Understand? So, and, and it is given one proportionally and based on the region. So, clearly to me, that region of the EFF in KZN is one of their biggest. Mm. So, when they receive their proportional constituency allowance, that region should have got more of their money. And, and we don't know if the EFF 
you know, cancel, distribute this money? Do they distribute it to regions as prescribed or as intended by the law? Or it stays at the headquarters and they say to, to members of the of the region or the branch or what, go and find money. Mm. And I, I suspect that's what happens. They have to go and find money to then get buses to can transport people. They had to fundraise, they had to talk to business people, mm -hmm. they had to pop out of their projects. I think it's unfair mm -hmm. because I also know that EFF deploys into government, whether as MMCs, whether as uh, MPLs or, or, or MPs, part of their income, they contribute a certain percentage of their income to the organization mm -hmm. and not to their branch or region or district. No, no, no. To headquarters. It goes to headquarters, then distribute. So when people contribute from their income, their pocket, and also uh, uh, they don't have control of that contribution, then there is money that comes from the National Assembly or the IEC mm -hmm. that also goes to headquarters. You are actually financially disempowering the people you are deploying to the ground. But uh, look, those are internal politics. I personally think that was an unfair decision. Some people are saying they're going to challenge Julius uh, uh, and, and, and the EFF command counseling court uh, for dismissing them, but they are forgetting. You're not employed. Mm. You are but deployed yeah. by the organization. They can wake up and 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 check you out fresh. That's why yesterday, when I belong to a political party, and people are saying, don't you want to put your name? You are one of the people who can talk for us in parliament. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not leaving my formal job to go and be an MP. And when the leader of my organization feels like that one is not touring the line, then they chuck me out. And, and that's what people should understand. Politics are not a career. So. You understand? You go there to serve, you must sacrifice in some instances, and here they are, they've sacrificed their work. Sure. Now, um, let's stay with uh, local politics. It seems like acting public protector, colleague, colleague yes. um, is the chosen one, um, but the DA and the EFF obviously oppose, and uh, the ANC and the IFP approve uh, her name being put forward, but the DA are saying, no, let's have more applications. Let's reopen the applications. What are your thoughts? One, one, uh, you know, that, and we have to call it what it is, that yeah. circus sure. that, that happened with the interviews of the public protector. They were shocking. Uh, they were very shocking. Yeah. People were asking, how did, how did these people end up there? One of them I personally know who's a magistrate. Sure. And, and there's videos training. I was so embarrassed. I said, how, how did they make the shortlist? I, I listened to the chairperson of that ad hoc committee, because sure. it was an ad hoc committee. Mm. Lucky it was not the Gianti committee. That was an ad hoc one. They say on paper, and, and it does happen in employment lines, whereby the CV looks very impressive. You meet all the prerequisites or the requirements on a CV. Then there's a shortlist. Yeah. Then they had 53 people. Then the shortlisting went to that less than 10 people. What I was asking myself was to move from 53, I knew almost 10 people of those 53, to move from them to these eight or nine people who were interviewed, who were hopeless, all of them. And what criteria did they use? And that's where we, we must question that committee and that process as a nation, because that's a slap on our faces and that's an insult to us to reduce it. Uh, 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 what is called? Kaleni. Yeah. She was bound to succeed on this. One, she's already sitting at office, which went to her advantage. That's number one. She's qualified, no doubt about that. But she's got a competitive advantage. Mm. 
by the fact that she's sitting in there. She's in there already, yes. Even if she was not acting, even if she was deputizing, she's already there. Uh, and nothing stops her from applying. But, but uh, uh, secondly, look, Fresh, the, the biggest problem we have in South Africa is that leaders of Chapter 9 institutions, and I spoke about it before, they are selected or chosen or appointed by politicians. Understand? And that's where the problem is. So, uh, 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 I wish we could come to a state in South Africa whereby members of the public or professionals in that particular field mm -hmm. are the panelists to can employ, not politicians. These people are advocates, and you get MPs who are members of the parties. MPs, some of them have metric only. There's nothing wrong with having metric. MPs who are not exposed to legal processes or public administration processes. How do you expect uh, politicians who are MPs yeah. to go and interview advocates? Some of them have been practicing for over 10 years as advocates. How, how do you expect the reasoning capacity to do that? They rely on what is on paper, tailor-made questions. Then when it moves from there, it's not like an appointment because the DA and, and the EFF and others and the HM who are one to oppose this, they will not succeed. And I'll tell you why. One, it's, it's a two-thirds majority. The majority will decide, again, we are not using uh, uh, the credibility or the competence of a person. Sure. We are using the majority of who? Politicians. The, the EFP and the, and, the, and the ANC are easily going to defeat uh, a majority, else. everybody else. And they probably will even get support from other parties like ACDP. So they will make noise, they will go to court. What will they go to court for? Mm. A normal process was followed. I listened to advocate uh, Breitenbach, mm. the DA, who is an advocate who is very well vested in legal matters, saying the DA during the process of selection, when they realized that these candidates we are sitting with, the DA stood up and said, guys, let's stop this. Let's go and re-advertise. Mm. And, and they were outvoted again. Politics kicked in. Mm. They were outvoted because the NCC was very determined that who do they want? Look, uh, uh, if I was a president as well, the public protect, the head of the works, the, the, the speaker of parliament, the head of the South African Reserve Bank, the head of the taxes, mm. I will obviously appoint those people that are my puppets and that I can pull. Sure. And, and, and President Cyril Amapos has done that very well. He has done that. Actually, we always thought Jacob Zuma had surrounded himself with 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 uh, friends, yes, yes, men and women. Yes, men and women. We thought Tabum Beki surrounded himself with the educated, well-vested people. No, 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 no. Ramaphosa has come out to prove that he's got the power, and he's either using or misusing the power. It's immaterial. Mm. With the powers vested in him as the president of the republic, look at all the institutions the people have deployed. They are like a choir. They're actually singing the music along the lines of the Tumamina project. What, what do you say to people who've been saying that uh, the acting public protector's recent findings about Palapala was an audition for this position? I, 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 I'm one of the people who have been saying that actually. It was, it was rushed. You know, it took so long. Then in the last few weeks, it was rushed to come in with errors and questionable statements mm. that are contrary to what was said before. We, do, we must not look at this as uh, 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 the, the incumbent. 
And then we must look at, at the office of the public protector. I was about to say, surely it's not the acting public protector that we should hold to account. It's the office. It's the office. It's, yeah. it's everybody in there that has contributed in one way or the other towards this whole process. But but this is a chapter nine institution. Mm. The SARS, which is another chapter nine, level three A institution, and now the South African Reserve Bank, they've all come up pointing fingers at cheating themselves. My mandate ends here. This is not my responsibility. It demonstrated the political what interference, number one. It also demonstrated the political muscle, whereby these people were told this is the decision you will come with. Take it or leave it. And, and asking is that, was that a rehearsal? It was a rehearsal and just worked for her. Uh, look, the lady will be appointed to that position. It, mm -hmm. it, it's go, only going to wait for President Ramaphosa to confirm the recommendation. I see no reason why President Ramaphosa will will not confirm. I'm not that I agree with it, but I see no reason why would he need to do that. And 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 look, the skimish is already there. You know, the current public protector, Busuim Kwabani, has informed the nation that is taking the the, the report on review, mm. despite the fact that she's left with 39 days in office uh, 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 to do that. So she's taking it on review, and, and, and we expected it. I did say that she's mm -hmm. going to do that because she said she's not going to resign. Another option was for her to resign, you know, and she said, I'm not going to resign. I'm prepared to gamble, put my head on the block. I'm taking this matter on review. It may take, what, another one year? I, I was going to say, isn't the point here to delay until... The last day. Well, that's the strategy to do. Delay it until the last day. Until the last day yeah. so that you get your pension. You get your pension and your purse. Yeah. And, and, and what, what, what if Parliament or Cabinet or National Assembly had confirmed the report mm. and the President has signed it off, what they can do, mm. they may use it to hold back the pension to say, no, no, but we can't give this thing because she's taking us on review. Mm. So we can't pay her out. In case she loses the review, mm. how are we going to recover our monies? But those are legal technicalities that I think, as an advocate, she's well aware of. And, and, and we'll see how it goes. But that, that office is dented. The public protector's office, it's dented, actually. It's serving politicians more than us, the public. Mm. You understand? We, we only hear about their work when they talk of high-profile political cases, while that office I personally know that they do a lot of public service cases sure. that go to an extent of clean water drinking for the public. And I think that's where the political dominance come in and interference, you know, and it has, it has put a dark cloud over the public protector's office. It's happening in the National Prosecuting Authority. It has happened with SARS. It is now going to the South African Reserve Bank. And I don't care much about the South African Reserve Bank because people don't know there's no independence in these institutions. The South African Reserve Bank is a public company. For those that don't know, um, what have the South African Reserve Bank said about uh, the dollars found at uh, President Ramaphosa's Palapala farm? Literally, you know, if I may be silly, the, the governor of the Reserve Bank said nothing. Fuck on. Mm. He, he, he just made noise and distanced himself from the, the criminal, the possible criminal activities that may have happened then. Mm. First thing, what he said contravenes what South African revenue studies have said. Mm. He, he's only spoke of the fact that, number one, they can release the report to public mm -hmm. because of some clause that they referred to in the, in the Banking Act uh, of privacy and confidentiality. That's the mm. first thing. So he, he invoked some clause. The second part, he is saying 
but that was the deposit in dollars for for the buffalo. And these people are now talking one buffalo. Mm. Understand? They are not talking what the potential buyer had come out in public and said, no, 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 I bought 20 or 50 of them. They are still not even delivered. Those buffaloes. But, but, so, but isn't that the point, though, that uh, they're saying that because there was no perfect uh, transaction or the sale wasn't completed, you can't argue that money was needed to be declared? No, no fresh. Yeah. Number one, money came into the country. Sure. And nobody knows how that money came into account. There's already a criminal activity or question. Mm. There's money. says it didn't pass through customs. Some has said this money never passed through us. We don't know the money. We don't know the money. We, it, it's not on record. That two, there's a foreign currency that the president and the buyer and the recipient and the, the business manager, mm. they all agreed that money exchange hands. Mm. Now, the South African Reserve Bank, it is not in their interest or duty to say whether the transaction was completed or not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There no, was uh, a transaction. But now we know that unless it's con uh, unless it's uh, completed, unless it's a perfect uh, transaction, you can just bring money in. Let's define perfect. What do we mean by, yeah, now we know that, you know, unless it's complete, I can bring dollars in, out, in, out, and but, I'm like, no, no, I'm still in the middle of the transaction. That's what the Reserve Bank is saying. That uh, until you receive the buffalo, yes. it's okay to just keep it's bringing okay money It's okay just to keep bringing the money. Make sure that's what they're talking about. And also, it's okay to keep that money exceeding the prescribed period. Remember the last time we spoke about there is a period of 30 days of where you should bend the money, declare it, mm. understand? And then you keep it, you know, only criminals, please, I don't say President Ramaphosa is a criminal or he's pala pala farm. Only criminals, drug dealers, money launderers, mm. keep their money the way that money was kept. Mm. In mattresses and sofas, why? Why if you run a legitimate business, you have received money legitimately, mm. Is that money not declared properly, not stored properly? Why should it be in sofas? Why should it be in mattresses? What happened to the safe? What is your money? Well, who wants to lose that money? And did you see the receipt? It's also questionable. There's the one line sentence, 580,000 US dollars received for 20 buffaloes. And that's it. I would write the receipt like that. You don't need, where's the invoice? Where's the tax? Understand? Well, we, it, that's a formal business. But isn't this one of the reasons why we work real estate? That it's so easy for money to just come and leave. Wait and see how this creates a precedent mm. that that money launderers and drug dealers and thieves and armed dealers are going to be caught with foreign currencies, and 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 then they will refer to this case in courts of law, and the court hands will be tight because of a precedent we are setting as a nation. Mm. And, and the South African Reserve Bank cannot actually come to us as a nation and say this private, it was a private transaction when the transaction was concluded under the name or the business name of the head of state. Mm. We, it can't be private. Sure. Uh, when the, the, I mean, where, what happens to accountability as the head of state? And, and you know, if I was President Ramaphosa and there was nothing unbecoming to this pala pala thing, he should be coming out mm. and say, this is what happened, but he's not doing that. And there's another problem with, with the, our head of state. There are so many, if not all, I don't know of one case since President Ramaphosa came into power and there was allegations of wrongdoing by him that has been completed in court. All of them are pending. Or that he's taken us in his, in his confidence. Confidence. And you know, I, I, not, not even one. All of them are pending. There's court orders, 
There's been the police, the hawks. Even parliament is almost. But 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 parliament again, it's mm. politicians. You can't trust those people. You can't bang on politicians, mm. especially those ones who are in majority, which is the ruling party that the president comes from. If if anybody in South Africa is going to bank on a parliamentary process mm. to can question and open the files of President Ramaphosa, I can tell them they are wasting their time. So sure. he's a head of state. He's got a majority in parliament. Uh, 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 and other supporters that he can even fund them. He can fund the IFP, he can fund the ACDP and others. Uh, I'm just using them as an example. I'm not saying he's doing that. He can fund anybody to say, support us on this one. So the money running the country. Uh, but but the parliamentary process is not going to help us as citizens. Sure. That's why a lot of political parties and interest organizations like the Save South Africa campaign, the EFF, the DA, and others. That's why they are resorting to courts of law mm. uh, in order to try and get help. But you know what? I'm one of the people that have said the judiciary in this country is facing a challenge mm. and, and we don't know if they go to court. They've gone to court many times for various things. Mm. What has happened? Where are we now? Sure. And, and that's why people are saying the judiciary is captured because the judiciary is also, its wills are taking time to turn. Mm. And, and, and that's a challenge. But uh, uh, I think this is going to have a very serious impact on 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 the South African Reserve Bank, even if it's a private company. Mm. It's going to have an impact on President Ramaphosa's persona. Sure. And I say it's it's damaging, it's damning. Mm. And 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 the ANC may come like they've done with the last two presidents to say we can't carry forward a president who's carrying a dark cloud behind. It's too much to damage our already damaged organization. It's not helping the ANC. What is happening? with Mr. Ramaphosa's businesses and cases. It is actually, in my view, not aiding the ANC to cleanse itself. Mm. It, it's not helping them. Let's stay in uh, matters of political parties. Um, elections happened in uh, Zimbabwe um, over the you know, last week, and uh, ZANU-PF uh, declared winners by the Electoral Commission that side. Mm. Uh, the SADC Observer Mission says... This election was anything but free and fair. But within a day of the election results being um, announced, uh, we had President Ramaphosa congratulating the people of Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, I think there's even words like harmony used Please. about that election. Um, government of SA has done the same. Um, what are your thoughts on all of that that is happening? You, you know... Um I don't think politicians, especially from the Western world, including mm. us, South Africa, because we are more West than East or Center, mm. I don't think we are helping with regard to challenges and problems in Africa. If we are going to continue condoning rubbish politics, because what is happening in Zimbabwe is utter nonsense. It's rubbish. And We, and we talk democracy. And it's been rubbish since even long before the elections. Long, long. We, we have... The, the South African government, despite the SADC delegation, sure. South African government had observer mission, people who went there to observe mm. it. And I listened during the course of the week, the minister in the presidency uh, in Tarani, mm, uh, 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 and, and congratulating Zanu and, 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 and Zimbabwe and saying, the, the nice thing that she said, or the funny thing that she said was, I would like to congratulate the people of Zimbabwe for peaceful elections. They went and they participated in the polls. And I was listening, like, but is this lady realistic? And that's one of my favorite ministers, by the way. Are we watching the same country here? <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the same thing. The SADAC report, as much as it says it was peaceful, 
when do elections start? And experts in electorates will tell you, elections don't start at the day of voting. Mm. No, they start whilst the date is announced and political parties start preparing, sure. having rallies, having meetings and recruiting and encouraging people to come and vote for them. And we know that was not the situation in Zimbabwe. We, we all know. Mm. But, but again, people talk of democracy. And, and when we continue to condone and say there were democracies, when we know that there was no democracy happening there. Mm. And these are some of the things that, that lead to military coups, to rebellious situation, to people starting and banning the country. Mm. Because we are sitting comfortably in our Joburg AMPG studios, some in Union buildings, some in USA, and saying the elections were sharp in Zimbabwe, they were peaceful. Well, that is not the truth. Mm. Why do we want to come and rubber stamp? Because that's what we are doing as South Africa and as SADC and the AU. The AU is even worse. Yes. They always want to come after the event mm. and say, we are rubber stamping this thing. It has ZANU PF has won. And so this thing of being blind lawyer mm. to formal liberation movements, it is actually killing the continent. It is actually destroying the intended democracies. At a diplomatic level, would it have hurt for the president to just keep quiet? First of all, it, it would not. It would have never, it would have actually done us better. Mm. First of all, he rushed. Mm. He rushed South Africa and Namibia mm. were the first to congratulate Munangawa mm. and ZANU PF. I don't say they shouldn't congratulate their you know, fellow comrades and compatriots and, and member states. But we rush, and especially when we know the truth. Mm. You understand? The president should have waited a little bit. Wait for the formal report. Sure. When I listened to Minister Nchaveni, uh, uh, I said, she's saying the reports that are out about the elections in Zimbabwe are preliminary. They are still waiting for the observer mission mm. or final report. Now, why do you want to go and proclaim mm. that the elections were fair and, were, you know, free and fair? And harmony. And harmony when actually you are still awaiting the final report. Mm. And everybody else who was there on the ground, unless we, we are watching wrong news and we are listening to wrong people, everybody else says that's the first that happened there. Mm. So what are the politicians looking at? What are they looking at as free and fair elections from? When other people were not allowed to campaign, mm. when laws were changed just on the eve of the elections, laws were changed. Yes, the ZANU PF is the only majority. Yes, like the ANC in South Africa, they've got the majority who can change the laws. Mm. But are we sitting as observers and neighbors and the international community and saying, even if they abuse the majority and pass laws that are inhumane and unfair, just because there's a law there, then the law is 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 is, is fair. It, it doesn't work like that, you know. Imagine if we pass we pass the the laws that are inhuman just because the majority of uh, uh, the four hundred uh, MPs sitting there they decided to sign that law of mm -hmm. into law. Mm -hmm. Then we accept it. It, it. it shouldn't work like that, mm -hmm. you know. Laws and acts of government just alive. There must be just in mm -hmm. this whole process. Mm -hmm. And these laws that are governing African countries bringing people who have failed our economies and countries in their old age, they are not just laws. Mm. And that, that, that's why we shouldn't be surprised when we see people rebelling. People are sick and tired. People are sick and tired because it's the same thing over and over. Mm. And as the Munangagwa won the elections for five years back, the situation in Zimbabwe didn't improve. There is no slight change mm. that we are supposed to sit and say, since President Munangagwa took over, 
from President Mugabe, mm. and they went on elections. And and what has happened? Mm. That should be the scorecard. What has our human rights services improved in Zimbabwe? Are the people free to contest elections as you know prescribed by the United Nations Charter? Are the people of Zimbabwe living under the conditions of peace, you know, and stability? Are we having those things as results? And the answer is no, we don't. So where do we come to say they were free and fair? But also, Nangago is 80 now. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So it's going to go until he's 85? Yes. At, at what stage will the youth of Africa, who are in the majority, realize that we can't have octogenarians leading us? But, but it's because they use military forces and state arms to can actually punish and beat up youth who are rising. That's why in, in uh, other countries like uh, ECOWAS and, and Central Africa, the military who's led by the youth are standing up, you know, and, 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 and that's the challenge. Was, yes, did you hear what happened just before we came to this recording? President Bia, who can't even walk properly, just before we started the show, who can't even think and remember things properly of Cameroon, Special for the whole military brand of Cameroon. Yeah, because clearly he knows that... What's coming is weak. It's coming. Yes. It's coming. So he's going to remove the guys that are most likely to bring it. Absolutely. And and the youth of Africa will rise. I've said they've done it in in, in, in the Middle East. You know, the crisis there. Uh, they will rise. It's gradually happening. Uh, I, 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 unfortunately, in Sadak, or fortunately for us, in the Sadak member states... Uh, uh, that is youth-dominated as well. We don't have strong militaries. I think the South African military is one of the strongest in, in the subcontinent. And and I don't see military coups happening here. But I think we'll have an uprising in this part of the continent that is not military, but mm -hmm. will be very militant. It will be an uprising. It will be because of poverty, unemployment, and youth being tired of what is happening in their countries. And and, and, and and that's the risk that political office bearers mm. are not seeing that this thing is coming their way. They are not mm. seeing it. And it's very dangerous. You know, you know, politics and economic growth, they need a stable environment. And if you have political leaders who don't create a stable environment for their citizens, and we are having a problem with that. Yeah. And I said, we, we don't have stable environment. In South Africa, our biggest threat is it's safety. Mm. Despite unemployment, it's a people feel unsafe mm. in South Africa. Mm. And I don't see politicians putting more effort in making South African citizens or visitors to be safe in the country. We're not putting enough effort there. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and until the people rise and take up arms or, or, or take up the law into their hands, mm. then we'll have a lawless society that they can't control anymore. And, and, and that's why we are sitting in the city of Joburg today. Mm with almost 80, close to 100 people dying in a building that has been illegally occupied. The city council has been away. The province has been away. The national government has been away. It had to take a very tragic incident to happen. And it's the second tragedy. I yeah. mean, there was another tragedy um, at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Um, in, 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 in August, yeah. uh, where kids died in a building. Absolutely. Um, a hijacked building. It's happening again. Um, I remember when uh, Mayor Herman Mashaba wanted to clean up the inner city, and he met a lot of resistance. Instead of people listening to the content of what he's saying, that we need to fix what's happening in the the rot in the inner city exactly. has to be addressed. Uh, uh, yes. Instead, we focused on 
You see, Mashaba Mashaba is not one of my favorite projects. The, the other thing that he's not a spelem, you know, he's not a crook. He can't lie. Sure. To be a person, you must you must be a crook. You must be able to lie and convince people the other way. He can't. He's incapable of doing that. Mm. He became brutally honest and straightforward. He didn't have a strategy to approach this. He had the plan of what he wanted to do. He could have he could have galvanized the support of other political parties. So this is not about my political party. It's not about xenophobia. I'm going to clean those pins and start with one to demonstrate what we will do. Mm. Take it chunk by chunk. Don't just make statements. But but that was an unfortunate situation because he had the plan. Now the same people mm. that were accusing him and Mashaba of being xenophobic. Guess what happened during the this week? when that building went into flames in Marshall Town. Mm. One of the first statements, and I was watching and listening to it very carefully, when one or the, an MMC of Human Settlements, as well as the MEC of Human Settlements, uh, yeah. mentioned that uh, they are going to aid those people based on humanitarian principles, which is correct, mm. which is within the Constitution. And it's humanitarian. It doesn't matter where do you come from. I listened to that. Mm. The media and the public and the opposition went for them. And you know what they were saying? Also, this is the government now going to spend our monies to expatriate and accommodate foreigners who were occupying those buildings illegally. The people don't understand that our constitution forces us and requires us to help those people who were occupying those buildings illegally. Because mm. the constitution and humanitarian people, they don't care whether it was legal or illegal. If you need help, you must get help. If you need help, you must get help. That's one part. But let me tell you what's going to happen fresh. And 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 I want to bet a bottle of good wine for that one. Mm. You know, they, they have given them alternative accommodation. Ne? Guess who's going to go for the alternative accommodation? Mm. Because the government does not have a list or a register of the people who were in that building that has been gutted by fire, other people will come from the streets or from anywhere and say, I live there, I lost everything. Yeah. What evidence or proof mm. or mm. cross-check measures do so. we have to say, but Fresh didn't live there, mm. uh, both didn't live there. We don't have that. So, so this unfortunate situation is going to be hijacked by criminals. Mm. You understand? As always. Because, as always. Yeah, because the government does not have systems and processes in place to can guard against such unforeseen circumstances. The other day I said on this platform, South Africa, it's, it's on a brink of danger because we don't have measures. The day there's natural disasters happening mm. in South Africa, we are not ready to can respond to that. We have seen it in case that- There's no disaster plan. There's no disaster plan, mm. you know, when management- Very plan. active, no problem. We are reacting. Mm. And, and now we've been sitting as the city of Joburg, and knowing that there are over 200 buildings that are occupied illegally, and we've just been making political noise about it. What have we done as government? About We know which are those buildings. Sure. We know the owners, but I know politicians will come and say, no, 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 the constitution does not allow us to go and take that building uh, without giving the occupants alternative accommodation. Now a disaster has happened. Now they're giving them alternative accommodation. Give it before a disaster. Sure. Collapse that building or renovate it and make it a habitual place for people to have before a disaster happens. Mm. Don't do it after. Mm. Because you don't have control when you do it after. And sadly, there'll be another disaster. There, there's more and more coming. You know, I've learned uh, uh, that you guys of Jobek last night, you uh, or during the week, you also had another tremor and some. Mm. Again, mm. again, you know, in less than a month, there's more disasters that are coming to Jobek. 
and I hope that it doesn't happen when 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 I'm in this studio. We hope not. Yeah. Speaking of disasters, um, we're going to wrap it up um, with what happened in Gabon, uh, in West Africa. Yes, uh, as it's called uh, the coup belt. Yeah. Um, so Ali Bongo was running for a third presidential term in Gabon. Yes. Before Ali Bongo, his dad has been president since 1967. So the Ali's are clearly running Gabon like some family dynasty. That for the last almost 60 years, this is our little toy. Exactly. It's almost like uh, what happened with, was it Leopold and, uh, yes. and, Leopold. and, the, Co and the Congo, yes. where the Congo was his little toy. Toy. So the army, uh, just before the results were announced that Ali Bongo had won again, mm. the army's like, uh, no, no. <laughs> Bro, people are tired. African people are tired. And I think they are directing their anger yeah. and militancy to the right people. So we grow up knowing that the white settlers in Africa, particularly from Europe, are the colonizers, are the enemies. That's how we grew up. Mm. Okay, the white settlers have been defeated, apartheid and colonialism have been shifted aside. Mm. Now, why are we still in problems? Why are we still having the same or worse problems than the colonial and the racist slavery pro problems that we had? Who are the people making those problems? It's these puppets mm. that we keep on electing that are actually tools of the West. And that is what happened in what you call the, the coup belt, you know, because it's Central Africa and ECOWAS. The, the, the Central African Economic Committee, I think it's called CARA or something like mm. that. And, and eight coups since, 20, since 2020, eight mm. in three years, mm. in one small region. Now, what is happening is with like the, the this family. I mean, this guy, the son, uh, Ali. Ali, yeah. He's also old, by the way. When we say the son, people must not think we're talking of a 40-something-year-old. He's already an old man. Mm. Him and his father, between the two of them, they've ruled Gabon for 56 years. Yeah. And before he was announced for the third term, the military, then another coup has happened in Africa, if our viewers don't know what we are talking about. Mm. There's been another military coup in Africa this weekend. Now it's Gabon, you know, and, and again, ECOWAS reacted. AU reacted, but what is funny? Look what happened. Mm. Uh, who condemned that military coup? Mm. France. It's France and the USA. And the fact that we're, we're even quoting uh, Prime Minister Macron, who says uh, we are watching with greatest attention. Yes. Why should it be your business? And why were you so in Gabon's business in the first place? Yes. I mean, the the the, the fact that France have had the former colonies almost so dependent on, on them. them. That in itself is a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a problem. And 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 I, I, I think... Uh, uh, it's almost like a father it, watching his son, yeah. that you, you're a bad boy. You know, Africans, we, you know, colonialism was very bad for our minds. Africans look at the Americas, mm. and they see George Bush was a president, and some say then George W. Bush. They think it's normal to get it like a dynasty, as mm. you said. But if you look at it historically as well, America has been led by family members, you know, mm -hmm. trading dynasties. It has happened in, in various African countries as well. It has happened in Kenya, it has, although not succeeding each mm -hmm. other immediately. Mm -hmm. It has happened in the DRC, Kabila replacing Kabila, the son replacing the father, and, and so forth. Now, now it looks like these people, they can't differentiate between an elected government 
and a monarchy. Mm-hmm. And people who have accepted it for too long. Sure. And, and, and I think that's where the problem is. But you know what? I think it was good that they should tell this family, this father and son, say, one, you are old, two, you have messed up this country, which is oil, mineral, which Gabon is to pool. Gabon is number eight. Mm-hmm. People, you know, it's number eight in Africa with the quality of oil, of crude oil. And it's one of the poorest countries on earth. And there's still poverty. Yes. Number How? eight in the continent with the production of oil. We're nowhere near that. I, I, I say it again. With the mineral wealth of countries like South Africa, Botswana, Angola, the DRC, uh, the CAR, yeah. why are there people still hungry it's because with all of that mineral wealth? It's because the former colonial masters, the Europeans, the imperialists, are controlling the puppets that we put and keep in power. That's where the problem is. Once our political leaders and parties, they rise and they say, I'm going to contest, and we see them going to knock at the doors of the former colonial masters and imperialists, we must know something is very wrong. Mm. This thing of South African leaders going to London to report to the king, or at the moment, the queen before, uh, why? They were supposed actually not to hate the British, but were supposed to severe ties with them. We should have normal diplomatic relationship. We must be equal. We must be equal to the twenty with them. You know, yeah. uh, one of the staff members in the in the in the studio when we, we I came in this morning, we had a discussion, and she was asking me, "But why am I paying so much for visas to go to USA? Even if you don't get it, you lose that money, and South Africa is not charging them." I'm like, these are the questions that the youth must be asking. Why do we pay for visas to go to Germany or the Schengen visa mm. or the American visa, the British visa? Why they are not paying for visas with us? It's because we don't have leaders. And I nearly use the word, uh, the B word, but with spine, we can sit down and say, I'm standing for my people. The Americans, if you want to come to South Africa now, you will have to pay for visa. It's the same amount or even double the amount since you are rich. I am in the diplomatic side and have said to my colleagues, if Germans and Americans want to come to South Africa, no matter the cost of the visa, they will still come. Yeah. It will not have an impact. Mm. They may hate the administration of it and the delays, but so what? Mm. So what? Why should our people struggle to get visit those countries to either do business there, to study or to live or to even be a tourist? Or just visit a relative. Just a visitor. And then we make it easy for them. I think we don't have political leaders in the continent who have backbones. Very few, you know. Ruto is standing and talking. Uh, Masisi with the diamonds at the moment. But it's limited to where we must not do superficial arguments. Mm-hmm. We must not stand up on superficial things. President Ramaphosa stands up and says to the West, you cannot be controlling us like before. We want to be independent. It's a good statement. Mm-hmm. Nice rhetoric, good mm-hmm. statement. But President Ramaphosa should stand up and say, you know what, France, mm-hmm. can you leave so that we can deal with our brothers yes. in, in, in West Africa? Mm-hmm. Just leave this thing to us as AU. You understand? So th- these are some of the engagements we are supposed to. We are too much afraid of the West. We do not realize that we are holding the carpet. Sure. We are actually the feet of the table where the West and the imperialists are dining. Mm. We are actually the feet. We yeah. can actually rise. The West will collapse. Mm. The, the West and the world is dependent on Africa to be rich and to survive on almost everything. I was telling somebody that America, uh, do you know of any oil mine or fields in the USA? 
How many what barrels do they produce? Yeah, they've got the cheapest and the best oil and fuel in the world. Mm. Coming from where? Saudi America, some in Saudi Arabia, coming from, you know, the Venezuelas of this world, as well as our own Nigeria. You understand? And, 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 and that's where the problem is. In fact, I'm curious as to if America didn't have the oil wells and fields in Texas and the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. and they were dependent only on that oil. On that oil, yes. How, how much wood fuel be in the, be in the U.S.? Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. It, 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 it's, it's, it's absurd that we don't have leaders, but people are saying they're afraid to die. If, if you're afraid to die, if you think the CIA will take you down or out, then don't enter into that battlefield. Don't enter into politics because it is the people of your country that puts you into power. Mm. And you are supposed to serve the people. And I said, now, you know, BRICS came, BRICS is gone. People are like, okay, so what is happening now? But I told people, don't rush. It's not going to happen in a year. Sure. It's a long-term thing happening behind the scenes because it's not televised. Sure. Deals will be made. People will wake up very late when the BRICS deals are done. Then the people will come and say, no, but these BRICS were sold you know, a pie in the sky. No, 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 no. People must engage and follow politics at the moment to sure. know what is going on around you because it will have an impact on you. Very soon we are going to start seeing Chinese, you know, uh, uh, production firms coming out. And we'll start saying, but why do we have so many Chinese? We are forgetting that as member states of BRICS, we will have production factories and firms in the country occupied either by the Russian and the China. We're going to see a lot of Russian people sure. in South Africa. Uh, and Indian people of, of Indian origin, of mm -hmm. Indian origin. So so it's us being politically alert mm -hmm. as a nation to get know what is going on around us. But we need good leaders. We need decisive good leaders in this continent. And hopefully slightly younger than what we have right now. I'm not going to talk about that anyway. It looks like uh, people are saying every week I'm bashing the oldest in government. Well, not ageist, but the, the minute you're approaching your 80s, you should be go home and play the great. You are, you are even nice. 80s, I'm saying, when you reach the prescribed age of retirement. Of retirement. Jay. Jay, you see, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an ageist. I'm yeah. saying... You're a fairist. You guys... Let's be fair. You wrote, you wrote this laws. Yeah. You impose them on us. Yeah. Why must my mother, who's a teacher, quit at 60 or 65? Please. But when you're 80 and you can run for office. My, my mom is a nurse and she's doing ad hoc jobs yeah. uh, as a nurse. You know, when the youngsters are failing to go to go, when they need, when there's a need, they don't mm. call them. And she's enjoying She still says, I don't drink alcohol. I'm fit. I want to go and help and I love nursing. Mm. You see, it's ad hoc. It's voluntary. Mm. And, but she was supposed to go and sit at home at age 16. Yeah. So why can't politicians do that? All I'm asking politicians to do is when you reach the prescribed age of retirement, retire. go on retirement. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm. Don't say, I'll have to head over the bait. No, 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 no. Somebody will come. We'll uh, own you people. Well, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine without you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, I think we need to wrap it up. Thanks, my brother. Tired for the week. Yeah, no, I, I need to retire. I, mean, I, I had a very long and exhausting week, and thanks very much, and thanks to the followers and listeners. Uh, uh, God willing, we'll be sitting here again next weekend. Where do we find you online, sir? Uh, Botangm at gmail.com on, on email as well as 082-485-9100 to order the book. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on social media handles at Botangm. Thanks. And we are done coming at you from Amp Studios downtown Josie. Shout out to the Africa Podcast Network. Pezulu works for the amazing cinematography. All of our audio imaging is courtesy of Otis the Floor Fraser. 
Uh, shout out to our guest, uh, Botsamuilwa, creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Kelezo King. Email waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Have an awesome, fresh political week in spite of